0: Hi, it's Gary Corpening uh, from Venice Presbyterian Church outside Pittsburgh. We're going to finish up with Romans 12 today. And if you've been following this or you, or you want to go back over it, I, um, you can find the beginning of it somewhere back in the, around the Pastor around Gary, Pastor Gary's uh, video notebook, number 22 or 3, something like that. But uh, today we're going to just finish it up. And I want to point out this wonderful parallel between um, Romans 12, uh, verse 1, and v- Romans 12, verse 21, the first and last verses. The first verse begins that reads this way: Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then verse 21, the last verse says: Do not overcome. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The whole chapter really is about how uh, we are to bring our lives into alignment with, with God. Paul wants people to be able to see God's character when when they look at us. And he, he points that out in verse, in verse 2, um, where he says, If we conform our lives to the ways of this fallen world, no one really will be able to see God in us. So instead, we have to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. So that we live an entirely different way, in in a way that the world really doesn't see anywhere else, that we are unique in that sense, where our lives are transformed. Being lined up with God brings our lives into submission with God's will. That's what it means to be lined up with God, is to have your lives in submission with God's will. It means making God's preferences what guides our lives and not our own preferences. It's really hard because our world's constantly trying to convince us to follow our own preferences. God's saying, "No, follow mine. Let me transform you so that your hearts follow me." Now, sometimes that that means doing what God wants, even though we really, really want to do something else. And we've all experienced that. I, I experience that all the time. When, when I, I, I'm, I'm called to follow God, what God wants, even though I really want something else. It's exhausting if we try to do it that way. And ultimately, God's plan is a little different from that. Instead of just gr- gritting our teeth, God once says, let me change you. Let me transform you. Let me give you new desires and new preferences, uh, not just new behaviors, but a new desire. God wants us to change on the inside so that that we come become more and more Uh, They come come to that place where we more and more, we want what God wants. We prefer what God prefers. We desire what God desires. And that's what Paul's talking about there in Romans 2 when he talks about being transformed. It's an inner transformation of our hearts. Our, Our transformed lives are not just for us, though. As I said at the beginning, our transformed lives are so that other people can see God in us. We become a picture of who God is. They can see what he's like. Our lives are intended to be a kind of window that lets people see God in us. They look through us to see God. When our lives are lined up with God, then our hearts are lined up with God's heart. And our lives on the outside and on the inside show the world what God's like. If you're a disciple of Jesus, then then that should be true of you. It should be true of me. And and it can be more and more true as we allow God to do that work of transformation in us. Get that by spending a lot of time with God. Paul writes about what it looks like here in Romans twelve. If we really meditate on this and 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 learn from this, we get a guide for what the results are like when a life is transformed. And it's it's um, it's it's far more than what we do. it's, it's more about, let me say it this way, it's more about what we do than about what we do not do. There's a good chance if you ask someone in the street to tell you, what Chris, tell you about Christians, he or she will give you a list of things that Christians are against. And unfortunately, we, we often, we Christians often do that. We, we will, especially here in America, I'm afraid, present ourselves in this way. We say, well, we're against this and we reject that and we're opposed to this. Now, of course, there are a lot of things that we should be opposed to, to be sure. But Paul wants to take that emphasis in a different direction. And here in Romans 12, we see that. He presents the Christian faith more in terms of what it's for, what it is is in favor of, uh, more in terms of what Christians uh, do rather than in terms of what they do not do. That that's the focus, that Christians are people who love others. Christians are people who serve others. Christians are people who work hard for the well-being of others, that that's how we define our, our identity. That's what we should people should see in us. And Christians are people who care more about other people's needs than about their own. That should be the defining characteristic of us, what we are for. When we emphasize what we are against, we may be able to sort of show the world what God is not, but in order to show the world what God's heart is, what he is like, we have to emphasize what God and what we are in favor of. We have to emphasize the positive acts of love and service and self-sacrifice. God has shown us on the cross that Christ, in the cross of Christ, that that he will conquer the world through the living out of love, self-sacrificing love. And so Paul ends this chapter about the true Christian life with an exhortation to follow the example of Christ and overcome evil with good by not conforming to the world's way, the way of domination, coercion, self-assertion, and force. But instead, he calls us to this paradoxical show of goodness, that we, we overcome evil by the, by showing the goodness of God, by surrendering ourselves to the transforming conquering power of self-sacrifice and love oriented other oriented love love for our friends love for our neighbors love for the stranger love even for our enemies a love that brings well-being and flourishing to everyone we encounter and in that way and only in that way will the world see the kingdom of god that's our calling let's live that out let's pray lord help us to overcome all evil with an overwhelming show of goodness and love. It seems strange to the world and often strange to us, but Lord, that's your calling, and you've shown us in the cross of Christ that it is the only way. Help us to follow that in Jesus. Amen. I'll talk to you again soon. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pastor Gary's Audio Notebook. If you found it helpful, please leave a review on whatever platform it is where you get your podcasts. If you'd like to check out more of my content, you'll find links to my blog and to my YouTube channel in the notes to this episode. I have a great deal of written and video material in those two locations. Check back regularly to this podcast site. I'll be posting new audio material here regularly. Thanks.